0: chapter twenty five of the chief legatee by anna catherine green this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by tony oliva part four the man of mystery chapter twenty five death eddy it was a gray day chill and ominous as the three most interested in the event came together on the road facing the point from which hazen had decided to make his desperate plunge the dreariness of the scene was reflected in the troubled eye of the lawyer and that of the still more profoundly affected ransom only hazen gazed unmoved perhaps because the spot was no new one to him perhaps because an unsympathetic sky a stretch of rock the swirl of churning waters without any of the lightness and color which glancing sunlight gives meant for him but one thing the thing upon which he had fixed his mind his soul the rocky formation into which the stream ran at this point as into a pocket revealed itself in the bald outlines of the point which curving halfway upon itself held in its cold embrace the unseen vortex one tree and one only disturbed the skyline stark and twisted into an unusual shape from the steady blowing of the prevalent east winds it imprinted itself at once upon the eye and unconsciously upon the imagination to some it was the keeper of that hell-gate the contorted sentinel of bygone woes and long-buried horrors if not the gnomish genius of others yet to come today it was the signpost to a strange deed the courting of an uncanny death that one of the many secrets hidden in that hole of miseries might be unlocked under this tree a small group of strong and determined men was already collected not as spectators but helpers in the adventurous attempt about to be undertaken by their old friend and playmate the spectators had been barred from the point and stood lined up in the road overlooking the eddy they were numerous and very eager hazen's brows drew together in his first exhibition of feeling as he saw women and even children in the crowd and caught the expression of morbid anticipation with which they all turned as he stepped with his two associates over the rope which had been stretched across the base of the outcurving headline illustration cormorants escaped his lips they look for a feast of death but they will be disappointed cormorants escaped his lips they look for a feast of death but they will be disappointed he was almost bitter i shall survive this plunge i have no wish for my death to be the holiday for a hundred gloating eyes i am not handsome enough when i die it will be quietly with some hand near kind enough to cover my poor face with a napkin harper and ransom both remembered this remark a little while later mr hazen it was harper who spoke they had passed a little thicket of brush and were drawing near the group under the tree have you duly considered what you are about to do i have talked with several men of judgment and experience about this attempt and they all say it can have but one termination i know that is because they know little or nothing of the life i have led since i left this town there is not a man amongst them so slight and seemingly frail a figure as myself but none of them not one has been so often up to the very gates of death and escaped as i have my schooling has been long and severe perhaps in preparation for this day i have been through fire i have been through water the swirling of my own native stream does not appal me i rather welcome it it is but another experience but for money broke in ransom you acknowledge it is for no other purpose will it pay i own that in my eyes no amount of money could pay a man for so superhuman a risk as this take a few thousands from me i had rather give them to you than see you leap into that water opening beneath us like a hungry maw hazen stood silent his eye glistening his hand almost outstretched harper thought he would yield the offer must have struck him as generous and very tempting a good excuse for a hot-headed man to withdraw from a very doubtful adventure but he did not know Hazen this latter advanced his hand and squeezed Ransom's warmly but his answer when he was ready to give one conveyed no intention of a change of mind will your thousands amount to a clean million he smiled that is the amount i believe bequeathed by your wife to mr Auchincloss. nothing less will suffice yet i thank you Ransom the latter bowed and fell a little behind the others the struggle in his mind had been severe it was severe yet he did not know but that it was his duty to stop this hazen from his intended action by force he was not sure but that the onus of this whole desperate undertaking would yet fall upon him certainly it would fall upon his conscience if the end was fatal he had had proof of that in the long night of wakeful misery he had just passed a night in which he had faced the furies in which this inexorable question had forced itself upon him despite every effort on his part to evade it why had he a humane man consented to this attempt on the part of the devoted hazen that his mind might be free to mourn his beautiful young bride whose fatal and mysterious secret he was still as far from knowing as in the hour he turned to welcome her to their first home and found her fled from his arms and heart or had this suspense this feeling of standing now as never before at the opening door of fate a deeper significance a more active meaning was this meditated test a crucial one because it opened to him the only possible releasement of soul and conscience to the undivided care of one who had no other refuge in life save that offered by his devotion the horror of this self probing was still upon him as he followed hazen's slight and virile figure across the rocks but it fled as he felt the spray of the tossing waters dash its chilling reminder in his face the event was upon him and he must add to his former actions that of a complete and determined opposition to the risk proposed or possibly forfeit his peace of mind forever quickening his pace he reached hazen and the lawyer just as the men awaiting them had advanced on their side instantly he knew it was too late there was neither time nor opportunity for any weak protests on his part now older men were speaking men who knew the river the danger and the man but even they said nothing to him in way of dissuasion they only pointed out what especial points of suction were to be avoided and showed him the chain they had brought for his waist and how he was to pull upon it the very instant he felt his senses or his strength leaving him he answered as a courageous man might and making ready by taking off his coat and shoes he gave himself into their hands for the proper fastening on of the chain then while the murmur of expectation rose from the crowd on the river bank he stepped back to mr ransom and whispered hurriedly in his ear you have a good heart a better heart than i ever gave you credit for promise that in case i never come out of those waters alive that you will put no obstacle in the way of mr Ouchincross inheriting his fortune in good time he's a man worthy of all the assistance which money can bring you do not need her wealth anitra well she will be cared for but ouch and kloss promise brother ransom half drew back in his amazement then started forward again this man whom he had always distrusted whom he had looked upon as georgian's possible enemy certainly his own was looking into his eyes with a gaze of trust almost of affection the money was not for himself he showed it by the noble almost grand look with which he waited for his answer a look that carried conviction despite ransom's prejudice and great dislike you will give me that much additional nerve for the task lying before me he added and ransom could only bow his head the man's mastery was limitless it had reached and moved even him another moment and a gasp went up from fifty or more throats hazen had taken the chain in his hand walked to the edge of the rock and slipped into the quietest water he saw there strike left called out a voice and he struck left the eddy seized him and they could see his head moving slowly about in the great circle which gradually grew smaller and smaller till he suddenly disappeared a groan muffled with horror went up from the shore but the man who held the chain lifted up his hand and silence more pregnant of anticipation than any sound held that crowd rigid the man played out the chain harper stared at the seething tumbling water but ransom looked another way the torture in his soul was taking shape the shape of a ghost rising from those tossing waters suddenly the pent-in breath of fifty breasts found its way again to the lips the men who held the chain were pulling it in with violent reaches it dragged more slowly stuck loosened itself and finally brought into sight a face white as the foam it rose amongst dead drowned the whisper went around but when hazen was dragged ashore and ransom had thrown himself at his feet he saw that he yet lived and lived triumphantly ransom could not have told more it was for others to see and point out the smile that sweetened the wan lips and the passion with which he held against his breast some sodden and shapeless object which he had rescued from those awful depths and which when spread out and clean of sand betrayed itself as that peculiar article of woman's clothing a small side bag i remember that bag said harper i saw it or one exactly like it in mrs ransom's hand when she got into the coach the day we all rode up from the ferry what will he have to say about it and could he have seen the body from which it has evidently been torn chapter twenty five